You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and I tripped across an interesting tweet that brought me to a website and raised my curiosity to an organization called Happenings Ireland. And I reached out to say, what are you guys up to? What do you do? And what's it all about? And is it of any value and interest to somebody that is heading back home on vacation or whatever? And Peter O'Brien got back to me and said, yeah, let's have a chat. Peter, thanks a million for taking the time. Delighted that we can connect. And I'm interested in learning all about what you guys do and um, what you have coming up over the coming weeks, months now that Ireland is reopening to travel. Hello, Canada. A bit about Happenings Ireland. Where does it come from? How long are you guys around? And what's the driving force behind it? been around since 2009 when I got my hands on kind of a city space called Dartmouth Square, which is in Ranelagh. I was living on the square and there was a huge controversy over the square. Some guy bought it and closed it. And anyway, I did a deal and I got this square and it was used to be a Dublin City Council square. So it kind of came from a mad place. That's a whole crazy story because, um, you know, it was a very, very beautiful park for some person to really actually have control over. First, it was this crazy dude, but I kind of managed to get him to, to give it to me. Straight away, I started using it for community events. The story of, of him is probably more interesting than the story of happenings, actually. But anyway, I started using it for community events. And the first event was one of our mainstays now was a yoga class, an outdoor yoga class. And we did, we did, we did about, I think 15 people came to it. Right. And it's built over the years and say in 2018, we had an incredible summer and we would have had 400 people at Happenings Yoga classes and we do them. Dartmouth Square kind of moved out to different squares around the city and now around Ireland, public spaces, I should say, you know, because cause it would have been a, a public space that was that went into this controversial space and I got it. And, and so I just put on open air cinema in Dartmouth Square, put on music events and, and, and poetry evenings, a lot of arts cultural events, you know, but always with a community and sustainability background to, to them all, you know, leave no trace and, and, and using as little power as possible and asking people to come from walking, cycling or public transport. And, you know, so, I mean, I'm a greenie. I'm a very environmentally concerned human for 25 years now. I think the planet is finally waking up to that problem, but it is a, uh, it's it's the biggest issue we have that's there's no doubt about it it's 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 more it's more scary than any war or any pandemic or any anything we've got we've got a dying planet on our hands and we're the culprits so the events are around really based on the idea that we have to do things more sustainably that we have to do things more locally that we have to change from uh, our current narrative and our current path we have to change the story and we have to build a new concept of how we live with this incredible resource that we have of a planet. Um, it's a disgrace how we, how we treat it. So, Peter, one of the things I, that immediately jumped out when you told me Dartmouth Square, and I'm familiar with the area, and you use it as a space for gathering, was I know parking in Dublin, no matter where you go, is a problem. But you already answered the question. Because that was, um, you're encouraging people to use public transport, cycle or walk in order to get to where they want to go to. But the other intriguing one was, I, I remember from my time in Dublin, there are a few squares where there are locks on the gates. 
and that they are available to the residents in, in that area, but they're not open to the public. So to convince somebody who has acquired, privately acquired a piece of real estate in Dublin to hand over the keys was a, a, an interesting feat, I'd say, in itself. Yeah, well, I guess Nolo Gara. Very interesting character. I actually got on quite well with him in some ways. I don't know. We connected uh, in, in nobody else in the area really. He was, was, everybody was throwing fire at him and trying to take him to court. But he, he, he'd done, he'd done his worst in the square by the time I went to talk to him. And I just kind of said, I'll, I'll do things here that, that are interesting and different. And, and, and let's just change the narrative. And we kind of had an interesting conversation. And he was like, Jesus, I, I think I'll give this guy a, a bit of a run of things, you know. So he gave me a year-long lease for one euro. We did one of those funny, uh, yeah, one euro deals, you know. So it was official. But yeah, there is square. There is a couple of squares in Dublin that are privately owned. Yeah, because I see there was a piece of the Irish Independent back in 2006 where uh, he raised eyebrows by padlock in the gates of Dartmouth Square. So you obviously yeah. then came along after that and said, let's talk. So let's move on then. So Happenings Ireland evolved out of that. And before we talk about Happenings Ireland uh, evolving into other areas, just looking at the last two years, what you have been doing and the f- platform that you created in uh, uh, outdoor space would have been particularly relevant during the last two years. No, it wasn't. It was completely shut down. Oh, but because the, uh, I, would yeah, have, yeah. I would have thought outdoor space, and I know when it was down to the two-kilometer and the five-kilometer zone, but I would have thought that at times that people being able to do stuff like yoga or whatever uh, would have been uh, been able to manage in appropriate yeah, environments. Yeah, well, I mean, it was only for a short period of time in in the summer months that restrictions were open enough for there to be gatherings, and then they were only allowed to be up to 15 people mm-hmm. outdoor gatherings. So, I mean, the, the restrictions were so, so tight that, and it really didn't make sense that that in a, in a in an outdoor environment that you you were restricted to 15 people when people had ample space to be two meters apart, three meters, five meters apart, whatever they wanted, you know. Um, right, right. Um, and, and you could fit hundreds of people into into public spaces with that. Everybody knew to stay three meters apart. But right. look, the restrictions were kind of basically saying that people are idiots and they're not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to be able to stay away from each other. And they were kind of based on the idea that if, if there's a gathering, there's going to be alcohol and there's going to be, don't get me started. <laughs> okay. That's, that's his, that's history. We'll, we'll leave that the last two years in the past. So <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, gatherings, events, the events business was basically turned off for the last two years. So, so that's the answer to that. Nobody was allowed to do anything really, but there was supports for, for businesses and you know i mean I, I i i was told not to work but i was i was basically back on the dole you know right, <laughs> for, for, right for a couple of years so anyway i'm out of that good and we're all out of that and, and we're moving into a open era we're in the open era okay <laughs> i will tell you like during that period i spent 10 and a half months in ireland during lockdown uh, yeah. And I was I was up in the Cumra, okay. I was up in the Cumra Mountains, so I was walking and cycling and uh, but not congregating. Uh, uh, so anyway, let's get back to then that out of Dartmouth Square you have uh, grown to other spaces. Um, sure. A little a little about that. 
Well, what happened, it was pretty organic in, in the start of it. The first thing that happened was actually a square that was privately owned. Um, somebody came to me saying we have a, we have a private square, which was the closest square actually to Dartmouth Square. It's called Fitzwilliam Square. Yeah. And, um, would you, you know, it was about a, a year or so after I'd been doing things in Dartmouth Square and, uh, they came to me and said, would you do, would you start doing stuff here? And I said, absolutely. And we started putting on cinema and, and, and music events and various different things in, in Fitzwilliam Square. And then somebody from Dublin City Council um, took notice of that. And we started doing work with Dublin City Council then. I mean, really in 2009, at the start, when I got this square, there was very little happening in public space. You know, people always forget the past, but it's it's like there is nothing. There was nothing really going on in, in 2009 in public space anywhere in Ireland. There was very few festivals. Um, you know, we've, we've just accelerated all that area of our culture massively since around that time. And it was, it was stuff that came out of kind of, I suppose, a lot of the stuff came out of recession, the collapse of 2007. People were less interested in money and more interested in connecting or 2008, 2000, you know, so I started 2009. So it was a good time to get it for me um, and for happenings and for the city of Dublin, I guess, because it, 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 it did start a new concept. Um, I think I can safely say that Happenings was one of the first people to really kick things off, um, in, in, in public realms. Um, and then people follow that, you know, there's just so much other stuff happening now, you know, every, there's a festival for everything now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, that's, that's the story. Yeah. Yeah. So Peter, I know there's a risk element involved in promoting any kind of an event. Um, first of all, like the, the, in the Irish context, you hope that the particular weekend or that date you go, that the weather will hold off adequately, that yeah. it's not a washout. Then, yeah. um, from an artistic perspective, there's a risk element that if you commit to bringing people on, and hiring them to perform, the hope you're hoping that there'll be an adequate turnout that at least you're able to cover your costs and get a little bit of a margin on it. Um, yeah. So it, the, the gig industry, we all know, it's a very um, precarious and risky yeah, yeah. area to be in. Um, did it frighten you at all? Yeah, I, some days it does, but overall it doesn't. I mean, some days you're looking at a weather app and you just see something heading for you, and 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 it, it it's it's looking like it might be a washout. And often that misses. I mean, Dublin's a funny place because the Dublin mountains can kind of, and the Wicklow mountains. A lot of the, the the weather comes across the country, and maybe from the southeast if it's coming from the southwest, you know, um a lot of what's looking like it's going to hit Dublin gets rained out in Wicklow and and Dublin Mountains right um on its way here so there's right. a, the, 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 there's a huge amount of weather that doesn't happen that look that is forecast to happen i don't know why that isn't considered in weather apps a, a bit more because it happens a lot i know that now from experience um so that's the dublin thing and then then with in general, our, 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 from March to November in Ireland, 
the weather is okay, you know. I mean, you can take the risk, and most of the time you're going to get away with it. 90, 90, 95% of the time you're going to be able to put on your event. I've right. cancelled very few. Out of hundreds of events, I've cancelled very few. So, in, in, in 10 years. So that's, that's the reality of it. And, 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 you know, it's funny though, climate change and, and actually the weather changing means that we do get a lot more rain in, in, in the summer months, much higher pre- precipitation in, in those months now and, and like record levels. It's gone through the roof, but yeah. they come in big dumps. It's like monsoon. There used to be a soft Irish rain that we'd always talk about. Yep. That's pretty much gone. We rarely right. get soft Irish rain days now these days. It's right. like a massive monsoon dump of huge amounts of millimeters of rain and, 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 uh, 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 you know, flooding and all that kind of stuff. We're, yeah. we're in the thick of it now, you know, um, yeah. and it's only going to, yeah. So, so before we talk about Limerick, Cork, Kilkenny and Galway, you expanded then around Dublin. What other spaces have you been able to, uh, place? Events. In Dublin, yeah, oh, all over St Anne's Park, and all right, we did a great uh, event there in the Law Society, um, which is at the back of the Black Hole Place, which is the kind of solicitors uh, and lawyers kind of main centre in, in in the city, um, and that was for the Paddy's Day Festival. That was that was brilliant. We got amazing weather for that, and that was a typical thing that you'd be worried about the weather because it was March. Yeah. Um, but we got stunning weather. I mean, it was like uh, summer's day. Um, both days. We had two days. So, and then, uh, Marion Square, uh, we've done stuff in, in Ivy Gardens and Phoenix Park. And, you know, there's beautiful parks, uh, mm-hmm. all around the country, really. But Dublin has, 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 has amazing parks. Um, and so Peter would, would, the Dublin Council then be the one, the main instigator of a lot of these events, um, and I guess what is happening well, they'd more they facilitate them happening, but they wouldn't instigate them. You know, it's people people in the cultural sector okay. instigate them, um, and then you get permission from Dublin City Council um, to to use spaces. The odd time I'd get. Contact from Dublin City Council or from um, a, a state body, but most of the time we'd we'd go to them with the concept and, and and try to put it on, you know. So we have various different types of events. We do a lot of open air cinema, right. do a lot of uh, uh, environmental kind of screenings focused on 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 that area. We do a lot of yoga classes. We do a dog festival, okay. um, the dog you do, um, and we do. Oh look, just anything and everything. We've there's, there's a ton of different things. We've got music festivals and all sorts of stuff going on all right. the time. So, but yeah, OPW, which is the Office of Public Works, they own half of the kind of Dublin public space, uh, and 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 Dublin City Council, and then Dunleary Rathdown and Fingal and South Dublin County Council. So, yeah, always working with state bodies to try and open up spaces, animate them, put on meaningful events and, 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 and make things happen. Right. So then you've expanded into Limerick, Cork, Kilkenny, Galway. Um, so how has that been? Yeah, great. Cork is one of our main spaces is to do things. We do a lot of cinema down there in the summer um, and uh, open air cinema in Cork, Fitzgerald's Park. And then... Limerick in the People's Park and in the Milk Market and um, 
Galway, Father Burke's Park, and we did we we've only done a couple of things in Galway, and then you know, and 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 a few things in Limerick and Cork, and we are mainly Dublin. Um, and want want to do more in Cork this year for sure, and um, yeah. So, but coming out of the traps of 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 such a a slow two years, not slow, just non-existent, um, is, 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 so we're still in planning for a lot of things, you know, um, so that's, that's kind of, that's what's going on, you know, we wouldn't, we'd be very pop up in our nature, you know, we've done a lot of kind of, we had a, we had a way of doing things where we did give two days notice when there was good weather and, um, for events, but that was when social media was a different beast, you could really let people know now social media really hides your content and you've got to pay for everything and it's, it's changed how it works, but everybody used to see everything before. So, so the two day thing is, is harder to, 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 to run. Right. Yeah. I know Joe, as I mentioned earlier on, I was in Ireland for 10 months during uh, lockdown and there was a fantastic art trail in Dungarvan uh, where a uh, mm-hmm. local mm-hmm. artist, Jean Curran had approached businesses that were vacant want uh, asking permission to put an art exhibition using the shop windows and it developed oh, yeah. into an art trail and it was fascinating uh, so oh, yeah. the use of outdoor space i think has grown as an, an awareness of the value and benefit of being able to put things uh, cultural events etc outdoors in ireland has yeah. greatly grown over the last number of years i guess what it actually means to put on an outdoor event is you're getting people out of their homes um, and into their community somehow, whether it's by putting on an art trail or putting on a a, a Saturday morning yoga class or a gym class or a, a outdoor in a, in a public space. Um, community is something that has suffered massively in the kind of expanse of the capitalist model, you know, that people just stay home and every all their needs are met at home. They've got everything they need, and 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 so community has really been decimated, um, in the last couple of decades. You know, Ireland used to be a very tight knit community kind of environment, and so did most places in the world. Um, and 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 still still is like that in most places in the world, but in the West, and where we consider ourselves to be the most affluent and most privileged, it's so, questionable how privileged we are. Depending, you know, if 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 community is in such a a a state of disrepair, so those public spaces, using them properly, it's really important. It's really important for to build community, and it's really important to build me- mental health and community resilience. So you mentioned there about the forty-eight hours. Um, for somebody that may be coming uh, to visit in Ireland. Uh, you know, we get asked regularly, you know, what can you recommend or what should I do when I go to Ireland? And my response always is, well, you know, I don't know, like what interests you? So for somebody who is traveling and, and is curious about what's going on, how can they keep up to date with what you're about? And if they're interested in participating, uh, is it is it easy for them to get involved? Yeah, well, it's it's all on happenings.ie is one website. Um, we uh, is the main website for breathe stuff uh, like the Paddy's Day Festival breathe event that we did. It was called breathefestival.ie, and there's going to be more there. But happenings.ie is the main portal, and then Instagram 
is Happenings Ireland and, 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 and Twitter and we're on Facebook and all those things. But, um, yeah, you can get to all of them through happenings.ie and, 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 and that's, that's, that's our, that's our shouting. That's our. And, and I see because you have a regular, you do your yoga in Dartmouth Square and that's on Saturdays. And then you do yeah. your um, yoga in St. Anne's Park on Sundays. And I guess that is something that someone traveling, when they're traveling, they would kind of say, oh, you know, I do yoga regularly. Uh, and it may not even yeah. enter their head to look up and see, can I do it when I'm, when I'm on vacation? So something sure. like this and is we're gonna, powerful. That's just, the first, that's just the first two classes. Then we'll put on loads more midweek classes now that the evenings have got longer. And that's all coming in the next few weeks. So there's... Right. It's not just Saturday, Sunday. And, you know, we've got, we've got movies that we'll be putting up online over the next week or so. And in, in fact, if people were to look right now, they probably wouldn't see as much as they're going to see in about a week's time and um, okay. two weeks time where we'll have a lot more information about what's coming for the, for the summer months. And I guess the other thing that's even more important is when someone goes out to something like yoga in a public space like that, you're mixing with people who are you're like-minded with. So, you know, oftentimes travelers are kind of saying, how do I actually connect with the no- locals? Uh, and mm-hmm. you're more likely to actually connect with like-minded locals at something like this. For sure. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a plus. There's that. Plus there's, you know, if you do that on a Saturday morning, you're guaranteed to have a great Saturday. An hour of yoga just fixes everything. It's like jumping in the sea. <laughs> so yeah. the, the big question with some of these things then is um, for some of the gigs, I guess, is there a cost involved or are all these funded uh, through public bodies or other things? And if there are costs involved, I guess the tickets that are appropriate would be available through the website. That's right. Yeah, there's. it's a tenor. It's always very affordable for a yoga class um and it's a tenor for cinema events and we used to be a fiver uh we used to do the fiver flicks was right. our open air cinema and our and then yoga was a fiver but to be honest since everything has gone through the roof and we're coming out of costs have gone through the roof and we're coming out of a pandemic where we haven't worked for two years we can't afford to do things for a fiver anymore so it's a tenor for um for 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 everything but still it's cheap you know most yeah. most of an event is usually a 20 quid or plus kind of thing uh, i'll so, switch yeah i'll switch gear briefly because i noticed there was an announcement in the last week from uh, the government that they're looking at providing up to 2000 uh, people in the arts sector with the guaranteed income of 325 euro over 3 years to do an analysis, etc. Um, that mm-hmm. is a very that's a very positive initiative, I would imagine. Yeah, so there's a basic income for it's kind of like a universal basic in, income for artists to make sure that there is enough art in our society. A lot of artists had to just stop doing their what they were doing over the pandemic, and you know we suffer greatly without art. Um, and creativity in, in our experience as human beings, you know, if we're just going to work and then, and, 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 and then we've really no positive experiences around us. So, so yeah, the art sector has been very well supported here. Um, in, in, 
I would say more so now than it has been for quite a few years. But look, some artists might disagree with that, but I, I see a lot of positive moves to, to, to supporting that cultural sector and the importance of it. And I'd welcome that. Yeah, for sure. It's, well, Peter, we should wrap up. I want to thank you for taking the time. And again, the website is happenings.ie. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. If you're going to visit in Ireland, you never know what might be outdoors close by to where you are. And uh, don't just kind of say, I'll look at it and see what's on in two or three weeks' time. What you need to do is look at when you arrive, when you've landed and you're in, yeah. the, you're in the hotel or you're in the guest house or you're wherever you are at that time, Bring it up and see what's happening in the next 48 hours, and it might be on your doorstep, and you never know as a result who you might meet. So, again, the website is happenings.ie, and we've been chatting with Peter O'Brien. Peter, thanks a million for taking the time. Thank you so much. Thank you.